0: Some Better days. Got me thinking about better days. Oh uh, better days, better days, better days. Yay. Got me thinking about better. Time to question our lifestyle, look how we live. smoking weed like it ain't no thing. So even kids wanna try now. Then lie down and get ran through. Nobody watches the evil man do. And hearing victims screaming. Curse semen. Cause even our birthdays, is curse days. A born thug in the first place, the worst way. I love to see the block in peace. But no more demons and crooked cops. The only way to stop the beast. What? Time. Clean up the streets, it ain't the same. Too many murders, too many funerals, and too many tears. I've seen another brother buried, plus I knew him years. Passed by his family, but what could I say? Keep your head up and try to keep the faith. And pray for better days. Better days, better days. Hey. Man, it's the origin episode. I'm just coming to tell you what I got going on from the first episode on. While I light up some Cajun Chronic. Listen to Pac, 8 o'clock in the morning, Houston, Texas. Who would have guessed in my future years? I'll be stressing. What he said? Plus, my PO will let me hang with the brothers I grew up with. Head up and stay strong. All oh, my homies slinging, yay, yo, all day long. But I'm so low and so broke. Saving up for some Jordans, cause they dope. Mmm. I can take her to the place you want to go to. So we argue and play fight all day and night. Make it pass love to the daylight. Plus, we about to get evicted. Can't pay the rent. Guess it's time to see who really is your friend. Uh, tell me you're pregnant and I'm amazed. So many blessings while we am stressing, Hoping for the better days. Better days. Hey. Everybody should be looking for better days. Anybody that's listening to this shit. Welcome back to the Mixed Era Forever podcast, hosted by Yel Duke, featuring the occasional guests. Hailed on them square fools, we was cool, me and you. But affiliated with gangbangers and still made it. got to, got a mess with him. Still dressing like grown men when bro limp. Newports New gaming marks. Homie, stay smart. Locked you up in the pen and gave you 3 to 10. I send you letters and naked flicks with old friends. But The winter time in the cell. You need bail when you in jail. I settled down. Had a family. Worked in a night school. I reminisce. Came to this. I miss the better days. Better days. Better days. Hey. Mmm. And I'll tell you one thing, Mr. Biggs, you is that, nigga. On the the Tupac song, on an R. Kelly song, nigga, all you got to do is make your little... To all the homeboys, yeah, all my partners, just go out to all my partners. I miss the better days when nigga used to wake up in the morning, hop on a block, on on a bike, burn rubber. I guess talk to hoes, who knows, bro. But yeah, I miss the better days. My better days ain't coming after prison, after jail. I miss the better days when I was a kid. Get to play around with no worry, no stress. You ain't worried about a bill. You ain't worried about a meal. None of, none of that, you know. But yeah, welcome to the Mixed Air Forever podcast, hosted by yours truly, YS Duke, featuring an occasional guests. Um, Today is just the origin episode I filmed recorded three or four of these where I just give you some context context on who I am um, where I come from it's that in a third and then what I'm projecting to do I'm about to turn 25 I'm about to be a, what, a quarter of a century on this earth you know what I'm saying so the first 25 years of my life is learning the next 25 years is applying what I learned to the next 25 you know what I'm saying see how that work out Back history, and I'm smoking, so it's only Cajun Chronic, by the way. Shout out, Real Cajun Chronic, and if you're in LA this Friday and you're listening to this, head over to the ice cream dispensary in LA to go cop the new Honey roulette um, strain that Cajun Chronic is finna drop in their dispensaries. Uh, they also gonna be there capturing content of everybody who pops up throughout the day. Um, I'm pretty sure they're giving away a free a free like free hoodies um to the first I think 10 to 5 people or 5 to 10 people in line um if I've got it mixed up I'll give you the the correct information but um yeah just context back history we're going to start where I was born I was born in LA a lot of people don't even know that they just assume I'm from fucking Slidell New Orleans bro. I hate that shit but I don't mind it um yeah born in LA 1997 January 31st and uh, L.A. is where my, my heart is, bro. New Orleans is where my soul is. So moved to New Orleans, what, six, five years old. Um, first school I ever went to out there was Cogill and we at Punch-Train Park. It's not technically New Orleans East. It's like Punch-Train Park. Live with my mama over there in Punch-Train Park also for those who don't know what punch train park is it is very significant and historical in in the world in the united states of america it's the first uh black suburban neighborhood to have then a a school like a school system within that neighborhood na- and within that community a golf course like it, it was anybody that lives in the suburbs and has like um a community where your community has a golf course and a pool and a um, a sports stadium and a school around it. They didn't have any of that for anybody, for any black communities. And punch train Park was the first one. And I'm glad my dad was in that bitch. Glad all his siblings was in that bitch. Because it gives me some kind of um, back history on just who my papa was, you know what I'm saying? Um. So then, yeah, I moved to New Orleans, went to Coggio. Graduated from there from my kindergarten, went to Abney Elementary in Slidell. Um, I went to Abney, graduated from Abney, fifth grade, went to St. Tammany. St. Tammany was fucking wild, and everybody knew it. Um, and after that, went to Salmon. If everybody went to St. Tammany after Salmon, boy, that shit would have been a whole different school, bro, and everybody know it. Um... I met some of my best friends inside Sidel, bro. My best friends to this day. Shout out my partner, Cam. Shout out my dog, Errol, Brent, Kyle. Well, Germ, Ian, Gotti. You know what I'm saying? All my people, bro. All my 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 brothers. All my friends really became my brothers because I was kind of separated from my family in L.A. Which I didn't know how to handle. So I kind of made everybody else my family, um, which they didn't even know. They kind of didn't know it. I grew up a Jehovah's Witness. So a lot of what anybody was doing, I was not supposed to be doing. I wasn't supposed to be playing ball, tried playing football. Dad wasn't having it, tried playing basketball. He loved that I had a a gift in basketball, but he didn't like um, how the congregation would, you know, not treat him, but, you know, acknowledge him on whatever that i'm doing he's like no he has a talent let him use his talent you can take him to the next level which he understood because he's a cosmetologist he does hair you know they they badger him all the time about hey you working amongst people that you know could rub you the wrong way he's like somebody needs to get to them because if 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 nobody if everybody's afraid to get into that circle who's gonna be able to talk to them about the right shit you know what i'm saying and that was my stance with mixed error. Mixed Arrow was, I wasn't just, um, I'm not just a ball player. I'm not just a, a black man. I'm not just, I'm, which I'm all of those things. But you know how they was telling LeBron, shut up and dribble. I took that stance. You know what I'm saying? That it's not just one, I'm not just a one act show. You know what I'm saying? Got multiple different talents, multiple different bags, bro. And I won't be able to use them, bitches. Put them to use for me, my family, my friends, my community. And strive and prosper, bro. Because you see it all way. wasn't working. It's on us to do what we got to do to survive. You know what I'm saying? Um, Salmon. Salmon was uh, Salmon was fun. Salmon was lit, especially freshman year. Um, but then, you know, everybody started getting into they little ruts, they little troubles here and there. And I started getting into it with coaches. I ain't never really, I was never, ever disrespectful, bro. Anybody that knows me, I'm not disrespectful. I get into it with a coach because I want to play football. My dad didn't want me to play football. So I went and played football secretly. Made a team, in the team photos. I think I'm in all team photos except for my sophomore year for the football team. But I only played my senior year. Because I was getting snatched up off the field like, nah, come on, we're going home. <laughs> I was like, dog, you serious? Nigga that took the picture. Nigga got his jersey. I did sold all these stupid-ass red zone cards. I did went to every summer practice, every two-a-day. Nigga got a spot, and I can't play? <laughs> Some whole shit, bro. <laughs> but yeah, it was that type of time, I was telling you. And basketball coach didn't like what I did. So he basically was like, if you ain't going to come to basketball practice because you going to go go to football practice, um, you got to try out. You got to retry out, which I had no problem with. And I was telling people, you know, who else he got to choose from? I knew who was in the school. I went to everybody. I went to school with everybody that was that at Salmon since Adney. So I know everybody's talents, everybody's weaknesses, everybody's strengths, everybody's capabilities. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know all of that. So once you know the information, you're like, all right, this is who I got to go against. Who else do you have to choose from but me, another person, and and maybe a third? You know what I'm saying? And so I guess I said that, pissed him off. He called me and my dad into his office, told me I was never going to be shitting that program. And I'm a loyal dude, bro. Like I said, I went to school with everybody since Adney. And those friends became my family. So I ain't dipped. My dad was trying to get me to go to 35, play with Dekey and um, homeboy Gresham that went and they just graduated from the University of Houston. Deakey just got drafted to the Miami Heat, which I'm I'm not, you know, I can't do nothing about that. Not, like, that that's just what their future ended up being. I know if I probably would have went to that school, who knows? I would probably have more eyes. I would have had a, a scholarship offer. Who knows? But that's all in the past, and I know what I'm trying to do um but yeah so i was getting into it with that nah i probably pretty much hashed everything out by time soft i mean uh junior senior year came around senior year was great we had a great run in basketball i had fun playing football even though it was kind of ass i just would have learned i wish i would have learned how to play football instead of you know going through the motions of practice and then actually getting game time or game experience because nothing, the best teacher in life is your own experience. You're getting smacked in the mouth, you know what I'm saying. So I needed to get smacked in the mouth a couple of times in order to learn how to play football for real. For real. Now I know how to play football for real. For real. Um, nah. So after senior year, let's see. I went to Faulkner State. Uh, for a year, for my freshman year, I was getting on the basketball team there, but they was giving me to run around, putting me on the the um red shirt team, but also not giving me information about that. And I don't know if anybody knows specifically how I am. I don't like when people talk around me, especially if it has to do with me. Like, if I need to know something. To benefit my future why would you tell then 10 people in a circle besides me you know what i'm saying because then all all of those 10 people know what possibilities could happen except for me i was there just kind of hanging out bro it which kind of sucked because just left me hanging in the air a lot nobody even know because i didn't even talk about this shit um uh, i wasn't living on campus like the first month i was off campus in a hotel uh, just driving up to the school, sometimes just with a ball and a bag, seeing if I could just run into somebody, you know what I'm saying? Get a quick couple games in. And that's just how I know how to get my name out. I just step onto a court, start playing basketball. Because once people know how you ball, oh, they didn't ask you, so what you do, bro? Like, who are you? Where are you from? So, yeah, I got pretty melanin, folks, Just... By doing simple runs with people, you know what I'm saying? Um, dunking, shit like that. Uh, but yeah, Faulkner wasn't for me after a while. After a year, I think they completely revamped the school, changed the name of it. The coach that was there, that was running the little red shirt program and coaching the team, he left. Um, and his son came in. His son wanted to revamp the team, he didn't want anybody that was there before. I think he brought in his own people, um, plus, you know, I don't know if he kept some of the players that were there, but I wasn't even trying to figure it out, bro. I was already coming out, out of pocket for some stuff. Wasn't trying to do it all over again, you know, so packed my bags, went back to Louisiana, but I ended up in BR, went to BRCC, lived at uh near LSU's campus and BR was fun, bro. Shout out my roommates, George, shout out Jay. Shout out, uh, Don, bro. Shout out, Cleon. <laughs> we did have some wild times with BR, dog. And I'm gonna have to get at least what about roommates or somebody that was there to at least get on one of these podcasts to explain how this shit actually went. Cause oh my god, I think BR was one of the most confusing times in my life, but one of the most fun times in my life. Um, nah. So now present day. I don't know. So when I was living in VR, my homie George, he had a clothing brand and he owned the name. He owned the name Trendy. And I was like, um, uh, bro, you're not doing nothing with it. Like, like let me start doing some designs or this or that or coming up with color uh, schemes or different hoodies. I started drawing different things and I wasn't into like um, Adobe Illustrator yet. But uh, yeah, I started drawing different things. We came up with a team. We Put together different designs. I think we were going to come up with a whole drop. And then, you know, it came down to business, and people were like, nah, I wasn't really rock- rocking with it. This, that, and the third. So people moved on. I started my own brand called Mixed Era Forever. I have no clue where I got the name from. Honestly, it just spat out my mouth one day, but it resonated with a uh, it resonated with those around me who heard it, I guess. They was like, What that shit mean? I was like, honestly, bro, I don't know. But it sounds like a collective mixed era forever. It sounds like it sounds like what I see every day when I walk out the house. A collective of people from different backgrounds, different journeys, different walks of life, who are just trying to pursue a simple goal of their own success. Like it don't have to be Lamborghinis and high-rise condos. It could be I, I have no bills, I'm not in debt, and I'm putting my daughter through school by owning my own business or by just working or by, you know, cutting hair or by, you know, just being on your own path, your own journey to get everything you want out of life. And that starts from the old, to the young, brown, to the white, like I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to make it a racial thing. I'm not trying to make it an age thing. I'm not trying to make it a, a social status thing. I'm just trying to make it a collective. You know, like places plus faces. That's li- th- That's literally what makes that forever is. It's like just like places plus faces. Just everybody everywhere doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Um. But yeah, right now, so I, I live in Houston. I've been here for about two years. I think I, once I dropped Mixed Era forever, made a couple t-shirts over the summer, made a couple of hoodies in the fall. And I think um, another summer had passed and I was just like, you know what? I don't want to be in Louisiana anymore. It was time for me to leave. It was time for me to get the fuck. And so um, made a plan, made a drop collection um of like some t-shirts they didn't really go the way i planned it because of the printer and this and that but yeah so i had a pop-up shop at public goods shout out public goods 18 on instagram you yeah, i'll go follow them they running shit up i'm looking at grizz right now with a whole two-piece on in front of lamborghini with that boy drews so yeah they running a bag up bro proud of them i seen it from the start when i walked in a store when I first like walked to his store and was like, hey, bro, can I do a pop-up shop here? I walked in. I seen everything around me. And I was like, ain't none of this shit public goods. So I knew he was doing what I was doing. It's just we didn't know we was doing it at the same time. He was running. He opened up a physical store. I opened up an online store. People knew he was running it. People didn't know I was running a jersey shop online with this hype Hypebeast Archives thing. Um, I was just selling jerseys. Lonzo Balls High School Jersey, Lamella Balls High School Jersey. Um, what when he went over to the what's the league and was it Turkey or whatever? Whenever he went over there, I wouldn't sold that jersey, Zion's uh Duke jersey, Tom Brady jersey, like retro jerseys. I was just posting pictures on Instagram of different moments and shit like that. Like, Will Smith, Beller jersey, Tomb Squad jerseys. It was shit like that, bro. And it just wouldn't... It it wasn't feeling good. I was making money, yes. Was I making money? Yes. But I was not doing nothing for it, bro. And then, plus on top of that, having to deal with customer service was uh, ass. Because all that shit is being drop shipped from China. I'm just a third-party website. All I did was create a website, upload China's products onto my shit, make my own price, you know. Bada boom, bada bang. Can't tell you the whole load, gist of it. But yeah, I was just having to get somebody's information and buy it, that's all, and keep the profit. And I low key felt wrong because people DM the page and be like, hey, didn't get my order yet, this, that, and the third, Uh, I was taking forever. Um, that's not the size that I ordered. So I couldn't just keep up with that. I couldn't keep up with people coming at my top just for shit not being right. And I had nothing to do with it. So I had to shut that down, figure out how I could start my own thing that meant something, that built a community that I can control the production, the fulfillment, the design, the branding, the marketing, all of that. But I then had to learn all of those things because you don't You're not born with knowing how to market or brand or network or, I mean, yeah, but you're doing it with a purpose now. So you got to learn what the purpose is and figure out what your your syllabus is every time you step into a room full of people that then might have questions for you or might have ideas for you. So I was just learning how to operate in that world Um, present day going forward because we gave you some context. That was 20 minutes of back, history. Going forward, right now I'm working at Igloo, busting my ass, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. I've been saving um, a lot of vintage clothing, collecting a lot of vintage clothing, a lot of outerwear. So like Letterman jackets, hoodies, uh, crew necks, pants. Uh, I, got a, I got a lot of t-shirts and stuff like that. I'm not big on t-shirts. I, I like outerwear, because first of all, I'm a black and white t-shirt nigga myself. I don't like uh always just throwing on some random ass t shirt because I like putting on shit over that t shirt. But yeah, I have some cool t shirts like uh some cause t shirts. Oh no, actually those are cause like crew necks. Um, yeah, but my crew neck game fire, my uh, Letterman game fire, my uh and my pants game fire. Uh, so I've just been collecting vintage because they got a crazy market out here for vintage clothing, secondhand wear. And not really secondhand wear, like, ain't Goodwill shit. It's like hype shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, cool shit. Like, nigga, I got a shirt from 1971 from the first um, Hard Rack Cafe in London. And London, bro, that shirt is fucking amazing. The quality of it, it has no holes in it. It has all the stitching right. You know what I'm saying? The picture looks good on the back of it. It's from 1971. From the first ever Hard Rock Cafe. That's history you're wearing. That's why I'm like, fuck all the designer shit. I'm trying to wear history. I have a crew neck that's like um has a picture of one of the first black representative uh groups in Congress. Like in 18 something. I was like, what the? Like, those are important. Uh, that's why I got into the vintage. Because it's, like, it's, um, it's kind of like artifacts, you know? But so, yeah. Collecting the vintage stuff. Shout out Bounce Back Houston, Texas. Shout out Rags Vintage Warehouse. Shout out all of Full Court Houston. Um, shout out all the Lo-Fi. Um, shout out just all the different shops out here that they have that give <laughs> me some fire inventory, bro. Other than that... Um, production for Mister Forever is in the works, so I got some dope, dope, dope ribbon hoodies that I'm gonna market. That I'm a brand. That's gonna be my first thing is this ribbon hoodie. And I'm gonna go hard with it. I'm gonna go hard with it. Like y'all gonna see the design that's coming out. Y'all gonna see the branding that that is gonna be behind it and the marketing that's gonna be behind it. Um, other than that, mean. My partner Cam then went half on a pallet flipping business. Shout out Ashley Johnson. Shout out Wealth Squad. Shout out Chris Johnson. Shout out Ace. Bro, that whole little community, being in your Discord has changed my life. Learn about stocks, crypto. Um, like, I just got done going over stocks that I'm going to get started on once the market open. You know what I'm saying? I just study what I need to pre-market so that way once the market open i know what i'm what i'm doing and he taught me that you know chris johnson taught me that so if you don't follow this man chris johnson on anything <laughs> i suggest you do he giving you free game bro he putting money in your pocket just for for nothing just because you know him not even know him but just because you're here on earth at the same time as him put it that way um really after that i'm just like an influencer and a brand ambassador for some stuff like um i really want to work hard with cajun chronic real cajun chronic you know, i can see my post uh i think what two days ago about their their little um pop-up their strain drop in the ice cream uh dispensary in la so like i said if you in la i'm a Anybody I know in LA, I'm gonna tell all my people out there, DeAndre and the Real Cajun Chronic Team. I'm gonna tell all my people out in LA, go pop up. Even if you don't cop shit, just go show your face, bro. It's just support, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I mean by influencer and a, a um, brand ambassador. Just got in touch with a homie out here in Houston. He wanna, um, they're doing like a, like a basketball tournament in Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Where they're just gonna run out of gym. But just like how Noli Elite League did, I'm bringing Noli Elite League to Houston. You know what I'm saying? And the same way that it was in their branding and marketing with their businesses, like um BNC and uh who else there had a business? Who else there had like a business? Their their business would like then like design the uniforms. You know what I'm saying? So if I I got mixed there forever uniforms that I'm trying to design now for this like um little tournament. Other than that, trying to really craft my photo and film and put that to use, man, because I think I have some amazing creative people um, that just need somebody to help them put a vision together. And I hope I can help people to put that vision together. My dad always wanted me to do hair so that way I could work in the film industry. But nah, I was always intrigued by the cameras and how they was always to make... Like, always able to make shit look how it, I never saw it. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, I just got a little Q&A from some other people, like, favorite sports teams. Anybody that knows me, I'm only going for the Lakers, and I'm only going for the Saints and LSU football. That's it. If it's not the Los Angeles Lakers, the Saints, New Orleans Saints, or the LSU Fighting Football Tigers, you won't see me. Um... Uh, I probably say I bet on some shit or, you know, everything. I I'm a sports guy, but those are my teams don't fuck with them. Um. Favorite artist? Cause I don't have favorite like songs or anything like that. My favorite artists are important artists. I'll say that my favorite artists, artists are important artists. So, um. The Ray Charles, the Sam Cooks of the world, the Tupac's of the world, the Michael Jacksons of the world, the hmm. Hmm, I'm trying to think. Uh Lil Wayne for for one. I don't care what Lil Wayne is talking about. As long as Lil Wayne is alive, he will be one of my top artists. <laughs> um Kanye West. Oh my gosh! How was I about to forget that one, <laughs> sir Kanye West? But even people like um, I like Nina Simone. I like Marvin Gaye. I love Marvin Gaye. Uh, Teddy Pendergrass. That's where T Pain got the Teddy Pender ass down from. Like people don't even know that shit. Y'all gotta learn history, bro. Um, let's see who else. I don't know. I know a lot about music. I know a lot about African Bambada. I know a lot about, uh, you know, how to fuck the, the like the song, the message that that I don't fuck with Furious Five, but I fuck with them specifically for that song because that's what I mean by the Tupacs of the world or the Sam Cooks of the world. They're putting their music out and saying, "Hey, we need this. This is critical." consciousness right here in a record. And this is not for you to have fun to. This is not for you to, Um, this is for you almost to study, analyze, and then depict into the world and say, hey, this is actually what we're living through. And we need to adjust to it because we only gonna die as a people if we don't, if we don't acknowledge it. Like I I remember when I was watching the video where they talked to Tupac about putting the violence in his lyrics. He said, the only reason we we put violence in our lyrics is because we live through the violence. But also, if we didn't put violence in our lyrics and what we see daily, then um, nobody would care. Nobody would take statistics. And once nobody care, and nobody takes statistics, then people wouldn't even know. They wouldn't, they wouldn't know what's going on in the hood. They wouldn't know what's going on any anywhere because they wouldn't care. As long as it's not going on in their neighborhood, we don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm saying you need to give people a window into what you're looking at sometimes. Because those people, those artists that I name, they're very, very important to the construct of our history. They changed a lot of things, a lot of things. Ask your family if, ask anybody you know if they have any kind of history in um, music if the quote unquote gangster rap era did not destroy kind of the US government with freedom of speech. So that's what I'm saying. You have a duty sometimes when you make music. That's why I kind of want to get into music. Not to rap, I kind of want to produce I kind of want to take songs that mean a lot almost like um you know like hymns that they were singing like in a field. I'm not saying I want to use those songs. I'm saying like those 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 songs that then hit your soul. I want to kind of remake those songs, bro. Like Sam Cooke's A Change Gonna Come. Like why is why hasn't that song been remade? That is a manifestation song. I mean, it probably has been remade. Like Nina Simone's A New Day. Um, I'm feeling good. Um, let's see. Um, Tupac's Keep Your Head Up. I, I probably wouldn't touch any of Tupac's songs unless I know I made it into a masterpiece, because I don't want to destroy anything that he's ever made. But yeah, I kind of want to get into producing and see what I could do in that in that lane. Um another one another one of these questions are like some of my favorites business moguls. So Kanye, um Michael Jordan. A lot of these guys are like athletes, so I don't really want to put them in that question. Um so I say Kanye West. Um business, business, Damon John with Fubu. Um I'll say LeBron. LeBron is a great businessman, bro. LeBron is a great businessman. Um I really don't know who else as far as business. So I need to look into it more. But now I'm just getting shout outs. Shout out to everybody that's doing something. You know what I'm saying? So I want to shout out, you know, public goods. I already shouted y'all out. Uh, shout out a million roses, bro. They putting on in New Orleans and they, they like damn near the A&R system for New Orleans. And we need them. They're important. Don't shy away from them and show them love. Uh, shout out Brazy, bro. Jose Brazy. Brazy, Jose. Brazy F. Baby. However you want to go. Have, whatever you want, go by, bro. Shout out that nigga, that nigga, got bars. And if you ain't listen to Brazy, baby, when you drop the last month and you sleep. Goes into trauma. Shout out real Cajun Chronic. We'll start working again soon, bros. Shout out my dog Poppy. Shout out Yaj. Both of y'all, bro. Y'all keep going crazy. I seen you know since Jits, bro. So I fuck with y'all. Jatari, keep doing your art, bro. Um, yeah, if you in if you in New Orleans this weekend, I think Sunday is uh the Cruel Summer Festival. So, pass by my niggas Poppy. 504 Icy Girl and the 504 label to, you know, catch they show, eat some good food, smoke some good gas, all that. Shout out Grizz, bro. My dog Grizz. Shout out Bounce Back Houston, Texas. Shout out Tunchy with Made in the Hood. Shout out my dog uh, bg son shout out ty i see you bro hey and you need to put that swing the weed on something else some some other platform bro i, I can't keep listening to that bitch on youtube <laughs> um shout out my dog deandre keep making your music bro rocky.55 on instagram shout out can't buy respect i fuck with y'all whole brand shout out world envision vision i remember i walked up on y'all at with Essence Fest 2018, I said, bro, I'm studying y'all. To this day, I'm still studying y'all. Y'all ain't slept away, niggas. Shout out 21rich. Shout out Like Sushi. Everything that's in New Orleans, bro, I, I genuinely support. And we gonna, run up, we gonna run it up as a community. And I know it. And I'm gonna just sit back and enjoy it and be part of the process. With a camera and some clothes. That's it. So, if you have a good time listening to this um, origin episode, I hope you have a good time listening to uh, our next episodes. And we have a guest and also when it's visual. So, the first episode was just going to be audio because I'm just introducing you to who I am as a person. This is just YS Duke. You know what I'm saying? It's just Dor- Jordan Duke Morris. Uh, so, With all that said, subscribe to us on Apple Music, on Spotify. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Um, Follow me on Instagram, at YS Duke, on Twitter, at YS Duke. And you can also follow Mixed Error Forever if you want to buy some clothing, if you want to be featured on the page. It is at M X D E R A F O R E V. E-R, this is some Mixed Era shit. Peace.